0: You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we get together, we sit down, and we talk about something within the Auburn family spectrum. It can be sports-related, but if it's orange and blue, we're going to talk about it here because it's Auburn-related. And on this edition, there's been an interesting topic that's arisen, not just in our minds and our hearts, but on social media, the topic of negativity within social media as pertaining to sports, fandom, but specifically the Auburn fan base. We're going to get into how all this started, the implications of it, what it means for us and how we need to look at this topic and what we can do as fans going forward. But to do that, I had to bring in someone that's become what I would call an expert on this particular topic, and we're going to welcome into the show today, Mr. Auburn Memes. Auburn Memes, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Expert on the topic, absolutely. Anything that happens on the internet, typically on the bad spectrum, I'm involved in that. So naturally, <laughs> I was the right guy to bring in
0: naturally you know i was thinking in my head what are some some twitter accounts out there that i think would fit this this title and that's how i'm going to bring it no I, I seriously do think um despite obviously being named auburn means and having the fun that you do with that that this is a topic that you're well equipped to discuss because you've been involved in some of these conversations heavily online offline we've talked about it a lot off the record here ourselves just kind of hashing out how we both feel about it it's a very big and nebulous conversation that i don't necessarily think that you and i are trying to solve today but we're just trying to wrap our heads around this topic of negativity within the auburn fan base and how it can be a detriment to us as a football program to us as a family or to us as a university you know we can go a million miles of this, but we'll try to keep it focused as best we can. So memes, what I want you to do to, is to set up for me, how all this kind of got stirred up negativity on social media is something that's been there since the day it arose out of the abyss, but what sparked the interest, the conversation that lately that prompted us to sit down together and talk about it.
1: So it was, it was, this is a twitty problem. You brought on the best Twidiot you could find, which made perfect sense for what you needed to do here. <laughs> like, hey, we're talking Twidiot, so let's find a Twidiot. So yes, I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm the absolute utmost expert <clears throat> on the subject field. Well, we're going to take a deep dive into this thing and see really where this got started and how it just peak off-season chaos took a life of its own and became something we were actually going to need to spend a little bit of time having some talks about. Because when this went out there, it was just, it didn't just eh, fizzle away. It, it really got people rolling on, across all platforms, which made us get to the point, like, okay, this is something we need to actually take a little deep dive into. So it started with a Auburn undercover, which is part of the 24-7 uh, network, uh, their uh, screenshot that went around. I'm, I pres- from what I understand, this was reported from Philip Marshall. It's not in the screenshot. I saw that reference somewhere else. So we're, for conversation's sake, uh, if that is wrong, blast me on Twitter, whatever. <laughs> I'm used to it. So the screenshot read, it was a very small little um, expert from, a, I guess, a larger story he did, this little subtitled Social Media Recruiting. I'm going to read this word for word. I asked a former Auburn coach who is now with another program if he thought the rampant negativity affected recruiting. He did not hesitate. I can't tell you how many times I've been in kids' homes and his mother brought out copies of others. I, I, I guess I meant, should have said copies of other tweets that um, – mothers have sent mostly off twitter that was a very weird quote so <laughs> that, that did not read correctly the coach said it's a big problem at auburn more than anywhere else i've ever seen it straight up cost us recruits parentheses opponents are not only aware of it they look for it so with that being said this is a that that sort of evolved and took a life of its own and some other folks went ahead and um took that a little bit further so i'm going to read another um Another blurb from auburnlive.com, which is part of On Three, and went into a little bit more. So, this is Chris Self. How much, if any, does negativity on Twitter slash message boards affect Harson's ability to recruit or build a program? It absolutely can impact your program. These student athletes and prospective student athletes are all over social media. They live on social media. They see comments and opinions. They may not see the message boards as much, but there's no doubt they're going to see Twitter and Instagram negativity or positivity. From a player standpoint, I don't think it impacts. Recruiting more from a fan standpoint, it impacts the program more. Recruits are going to be influenced by negativity before making their decisions, while fans are going to be impacted by gloom and doom, thus hurting ticket sales. Patience with coaches, expectations, etc. In the old days, the coach could travel around and hit a few booster clubs, shake hands, and you'd have good relationships and be a man of the people. Today, social media connects everyone, their personal relationship with fans are fewer and the opinions and viral negative takes are more prevalent. So that's a little bit more of a deep dive on what was going on from on three there, but that sort of paints the picture as to what's going on in the direction this conversation went. So those were the two big screenshots going around. Naturally the fans took this and just ran with it. So your reactions that you get from both sides are going to be the sunshine pumpers who are just, Oh my gosh, these, these are the most evil, People in the world, I can't believe they're doing this to Auburn. How dare you destroy our program and hurt recruits and make people sad? The people who this was probably a little bit more targeted at, the people who do enjoy a little bit of, um, we'll uh, keep it PG here and call it online smack talk, <laughs> they got very defensive and did more of what they always do and and kept saying the stuff that they would normally say um, across contexts unfiltered. So really, it just went to show that both these these post getting viral really went to show like both extremes of this came out of the woodwork and droves which really kind of went to be a self-fulfilling prophecy of proving the point of what we've got here mm-hmm. the truth and the reality very much lie in the middle similar to how on three was kind of poking it but it does address a bigger problem of some things that we're going to dive into a little bit deeper during this episode and figure out okay what what do we make of all this
0: yeah, I, I completely, 100%, agree here. The, the the thing that I think that's missed in a lot of this conversation is the acknowledgement that you don't need to go to one extreme or the other. Because there there's a side of this that says, "Hey, y'all need to toughen up and stop worrying about what other people say." It, it can't be that simple. There's also the other side that says, "How, like you said, how dare you?" do this to Auburn and how dare you be an imperfect person and make mistakes and things like, it can't be that simple as well. The problem is somewhere in the middle. And I think that's where you and I are trying to get to on this. And, you know, just from talking to you, and as you've heard listeners, the way he already laid this out, it's something that memes has really taken a hold of and really sat down to try to think about what we can do and what this means for the Auburn football program. So I kind of just want to open the floor to you memes after kind of setting the table already for us with how this happened, you know, what's been going on. What are some examples of, of what you have seen that you'd like to address and kind of prove the, not necessarily prove the point, but maybe show people from both sides of the equation where we can all be better.
1: Yeah. So I'm not Twitter police. At the end of the day, I love Auburn. And I'm not going to say like, I'm going to lose sleep or gain sleep based upon what other people say on the internet. But this is an interesting topic that we need to um, be talking about because we don't want this thing going just so out of control. The what we ha- have on Twitter and meme blasting other teams after sports and just this now becoming infamous online fandom is an absolute blast to be a part of. And we thank do you wanna, for
0: that, by the way. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's the um, we we're recording this right before the Florida game, so uh, if, we, if we win that one, we're gonna. We have a real good time. Got to practice for this Alabama game. So if we, <laughs> if we, if we get that one Tuesday, uh, the floodgates, the dams, the sirens that that that, that will be unprecedented internet activity. Twitter, Twitter servers. Twitter is going to
0: be shut down on yeah, Tuesday if that happens.
1: We're breaking. We're breaking Twitter. We got a guy in India on a space a few days ago, and we were basically telling him to tell like literally like India the country. We're telling him like. Hey man, we're going to tweet at you some stuff after this game, like get your boys in India to start helping us blow up. So we're taking this international, like long story short, like we're not, we're not playing around with this, but when it, when it does become a problem is when it's, when it starts getting like friendly fire, like we don't want to do that. And there's a very fine line that we're trying to address here of where are we getting past the threshold and of um, like I said, for keeping the language friendly here, just being like, mean bullying a jerk to what is like fair informed criticism. And where where that is getting lost has been um, the further side of that spectrum to where it's like, do we think anything productive is happening when people are just coming in droves and taking that far extreme? Or it's actually getting to be bullying. And we're gonna kind of hit both sides of this argument because very fortunately this topic was divisive enough to where <clears throat> we have plenty of replies on Twitter, comment sections on Instagram and message boards to give us a lot of stuff to talk about here. And I think the first thing that I'm going to address to just get that right off the bat is this was not said from somebody on Auburn staff. This was not a coach saying it. This was allegedly a former coach. Like we don't know, we technically don't even know if this was true. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. And and because all these people are like the, the comments got out of hand, where all its coaches making excuses for poor recruiting like one I would not say Auburn's had poor recruiting this season under Brian Harson. so the idea here and that, that's where it is it's a game of telephone on the internet so now people are running off and like turning it into like coach like this was something the coaches were trying to do to cover their own butts like that wasn't it at all that there is the problem is the stuff snowballs in context was lost miles ago what's happening for the big picture totally not even paid attention to And I'm very fortunate for everybody that commented on this to give me lots of content to talk about right now because (laughs) there's really no shortage of good stuff to use here. So we're going to start with the uh, Calzada incident because that was the most recent event that was very polarizing for Auburn people and break that one down given the context of Auburn negativity. So first and foremost, Zach Calzada has his Instagram comments turned off. It's limited. So I think it's either verified accounts or people who follow him or he follows can comment, or excuse me, people he follows can comment. But Joe Schmo's off the street are not allowed to comment on it. That's not a good sign. What was that, what did have a big following that did garner a lot of comments was a Barstool Auburn account. And this being a family friendly podcast, (laughs) I cannot read if like even a tiny fraction of these comments for just like how, you know, like how bad they are. Use your
0: imagination, folks.
1: Yes, yes. Imagine most of the words have less than four letter, four letters or less. That in itself, right there, is part of the problem. Like that is beyond like this guy hadn't even taken a snap at Auburn football. Most of the people outside of the back fourth, third and a half quarters of the Alabama game haven't even watched this dude play. So that was a little extreme. And there's a lot of context of why Zach Calzada is a decent addition to Auburn and how there's a lot to be excited about there that, and there's a lot of reporting on that. So this is not a deep dive into Zach Calzada. Right. But also the, um, the big picture aspect we got to understand here is just, it's so reactionary to everything that happens. And it's very evident by very basic reporting. You don't have to take a big deep dive is what's going on with the quarterback stuff. What's going on with big picture recruiting, especially with the way transfer transfer portal is. Zach Calzada may not be the last quarterback to hit Auburn. There's a lot of benefits as far as building the puzzle pieces that that can add on to, which definitely leaves you to feeling pretty optimistic as to everything that's going on. And that's the kind of stuff you have to take away from with this new evolution of college football, which I don't think fundamentally a lot of people understand in what's going on. And just the negativity there being like, oh, this guy was a third string quarterback. Like why are we're bringing him in, we've already brought in another third string quarterback and it just snowballs down. There's zero lack of patience for it, so people get these knee-jerk emotional decisions. And rather than sit there and either a try to understand it, b just calm down and wait to see what's happening, or just don't say anything at all. It's just like, all right, we're going to the we're going to the furthest extreme, right? And negativity. Now there are some sunshine pumpers like, oh my gosh, this guy beat Bama, like he's going to win a Heisman. Like once again, stick it in the middle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I love that you said that there because that's what I, I talk a lot about when we uh, do other podcasts or, or my YouTube channel that goes alongside this. I, I talk a lot about um, two spectrums here. You got one end that's emotion-based and one end that is context-based. Somewhere in the middle, those two ends come together to meet the reality. It may be skewed one way or the other sometimes, but typically it falls somewhere right in the middle. And with the whole Calzada situation, you know – I'm not going to sit here and say he's the next best thing since sliced bread, but also I'm not going to not be excited about him coming to Auburn because you're right, I saw what he did against Alabama. So I, I think there's a, a moment there where people need to take a beat. You can have an initial reaction to something. That's We do a lot of reaction live streams where it's just kind of, what, what are you feeling, what are you – thinking about it and you know you get your fair amount of the stuff that you're seeing on social media on that but for by and large i've been surprised by the amount of people that are starting to kind of wake up and realize hey it may not be as good or as bad as i think it is initially let's take some time talk about it think about it and see what happens patience i think is the overarching thing that i think you're going to get into a little bit more memes
1: yeah like i said i'm not twitter police over here and i'm not trying to get swayed on what people do or don't say i just i personally do you find it hard to like see anything that's gained from like cussing out a kid on an Instagram comment? And, but I also too, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody like as a fan, as a stakeholder in this program, you aren't allowed to have feelings whether they're good or bad. I'm just saying there's probably better ways to convey that than just being, just going straight for the jugular. Like that just doesn't make much sense to me. So jumping into the next aspect of that, that sort of segues us into what does this mean? Where do we go from like, what other examples are we, are we seeing? So the, the people that are, we'll say sort of arguing for this. So as I kind of mentioned briefly, the excuses aspect, this wasn't an excuse for recruiting, but the naysayers who are saying, Oh, why do, why do, why do players care what people say on Twitter? If they're that soft, they don't need to be here anyway. If uh, they care, Like, they don't care at all, da-da-da-da. And I have a hard time buying that. And a lot of guys have come out and been, you know, real tough and macho, like, oh, it doesn't phase me, or, yeah, that stuff happens, da-da-da. And then, oh, other people, my favorite. It's what other programs do, too. And there's a lot of pretty, I would say, fairly, like, unbiased people who have a decent perspective, and they're like, you know, actually, like, Auburn might legitimately have a worse problem about this, like consistently and recently than other folks. And I I just don't think these other folks who were saying this stuff, judging by some of their other bad takes, are as tuned in to what other programs might do. And you might look at some of the meltdowns that have happened at Florida State or some of the drama that have happened at Georgia and cite that. And do you really want to use someone else's bad behavior as an Mm -hmm. excuse for your own? And the sad part is a lot of these are parents who just got done spanking their children for eating candy after they were told not to and saying, well, I'm only doing it. Cause he did it like whack. You <laughs> know. But then they're going around and doing it on the internet over some sports. So that's, that's a lesson. I think we've kind of, we were taught at a very young age, like reactionary decisions based upon what other people do, who you like pretty much cite that you don't like you're spending all your days talking about how much you dislike these programs. And you're like, well, you know they they're mean to people. They they online bully too. So why don't we get a shot to do it? Like that to me, right. that that's a very stupid argument as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very low value take. It's a very, it's not well thought through, you know. Take in my opinion because you I can't really reiterate more than what you just said here. But it's something that I've seen as well. The whole well, if they're gonna do it, why can't we? You know, there is a certain aspect of this where. Auburn has to remember that we are different for many reasons and we can get into what those reasons are and that's an, that's an asset to us, but there's also things about us that can be a detriment as well. And if this is one of those things where we might have a legitimate case, the reason we're having this whole discussion right here, that we have become had a tendency to be more negative than constructive critically online and how that's affecting whether, not necessarily you're going to get the best five-star recruit to campus but it's certainly not helping it's not making the situation any easier so i'm not going to sit here and say you know that joe blow on twitter i'll be guy 1000 kept you know the one star or the the number one recruit from coming to auburn but i'm sure it probably didn't help either so i think there's you know when you're talking about how we combat this thing you got to keep it in context as well. And, and you've already said that. So I'm just kind of reiterating what you said there, of uh, that we're not trying to be police. We're not trying to slap you on the wrist or anything like that, because I'm sure you and I have been, you know, subject to that as well. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. But there's a certain level of responsibility that I think we all have to take in this.
1: I've been, hey, hey, hey look, we're, we've are we all been guilty of getting on a soapbox going on the internet before. I mean, if you, if you have a keyboard, you've done it. The internet never forgets. But where we're at here is the good to be gained from it. And, and this is the and where people read this, read this very literally and legalistically, like, is this actively costing Auburn recruits? Probably not. Is this really making players just have this awful time? Probably not. So let's just say this. Let's just in a what if this has no negative impact on players and recruiting. Is it something we should still be doing? Like, why? Why? Like, what, what benefit do does it bring outside negativity? of that? is that is that and I think people have thought in this way that me being so negative is a way of like showing my passion like me saying like almost this vigilant martyr of I'm not you know I'm not going to stand up for being a six and seven team so I'm going to be a total bleep on the internet Mm -hmm. not exactly that's just not the best way to do it so where we're getting at to where this goes into for what it could affect this is a another side of it like i said we're just trying to hit both sides of it i'm not giving my take on it like i said i sleep it fine at night Eh, either way (laughs) now but i do but for for the sake of good content here where we want to get at is could there be some truth to this absolutely when you're recruiting a player the coach like when these coaches are meeting these guys they're looking for any edge they can get and that is on the field on the recruiting trail anything they can do they're going to take. So if they think that somehow, Hey, these Auburn fans are ridiculously crazy online and this kid's mother seems really sensitive to that stuff. Oh, she's telling me about how little brother is getting bullied, cyber bullied in middle school. Like, Oh baby. Yeah. We're whipping, we're whipping out mean tweets. Like, do you want your son to be part? Of, like don't hold any coach above using that tactic to get more leverage. If it's, if it's a good player or keeping a player away from a rival school. I'm not saying they do or don't. I'm not any type of insider. I haven't talked to any coaches, but let me tell you this. If I was trying to recruit for anything, a job, a player, or this or that, and Hey, you know, no, 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 every, all cards are on the table. Why would you not do it? If it don't, don't give folks a reason in droves to do that and how it affects the culture of Auburn. So we're really zooming out here. And that's what, um, that's what the 24 seven post said that Hoke brought out is, the culture of Auburn. When that's when that negativity goes into ticket sales, when it goes into players booing, excuse me, fans booing players, folks leaving games early, not tailgating, not showing up to Tiger Walk, that's where it'll affect recruits. Like, oh wow, hey, these stands are empty. Like, is this really an electric atmosphere I want to be a part of? Well, you know, the fans said that they'll the, the fans said they'll come back when we start winning. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that's that's not a very logical argument there either because the fans aren't going to win or the fans aren't going to see a team win if the recruits aren't there and the recruits aren't going to be there if the culture looks like it sucks because brian harson's not holding up like how many like 50 national championship rings at the table like nick saban is like there's things that fans have control over and there's
0: things fans don't have control over yeah and you know just to be frank he's selling you the auburn family and that's Every coach has done it, you know, for the longest time. I think Gene Chizik's probably the the one that kind of really latched on to it in the modern era and not saying that other coaches past and present and future won't do the same. But it is something we are a tool that can be used, but we're also a detriment as well if we don't realize the responsibility that we have, not necessarily for recruiting the players, but for what we portray to those potential athletes coming to auburn and other students as well you know i mean it can go we can you know this is such a broad topic we can take it out to so many different levels if we want to we're trying to keep it condensed as we can but we are a tool that's my point mainly here and don't take that responsibility lightly have fun with it you know i'll well, take
1: I, a take that i had on that no that that's i, I want to get this I forget it though when you're when you're talking about the tools and the athlete's houses is affected and And uh, where I was getting to some of the the negative of this is these guys are human and the amount of pressure that you're under at that age on that stage is, is unreal. Like everybody commenting on this stuff, very few of them less than a fraction of percentile probably have any scope of an idea of what that kind of pressure is like, especially star players and key positions on a team. And there's a huge mental health aspect to that. And I'm I'm, just for sake of conversation, I don't even want to touch the whole Bo Nix talk because we could, we could have a whole nother episode on the oh, yeah. case study of this, but the mental health aspect of this, and that is so real for these kids and the people that are getting this, like they don't understand that type of pressure and the burden that that can cause it. Like, you don't want to just sit there and online, accost a guy like, that can be a burden. So the pressures of all this stuff, whether how much is from Twitter or message boards or whatever, that doesn't matter. But if a kid is having some legitimate burdens and they're talking to their mother and wow my son's having panic attacks on the phone like is this the best environment for them right like that's that's the kind of stuff and then the other thing too where people just go straight up to the well i don't care this is what they signed up for and even now with nil they're getting money and then how we can factor in how amateurism plays into this is a whole nother debate but just keeping it a little more keyed in on this is the fact of the matter is that if you justify it it's like talking to guys like this is okay in these extreme cases like i said this is not saying you don't be mad for Christian, but when it just gets to be just beyond the spectrum of toxic, to where it's like, okay, this is just like straight bullying of guys. The uh, it, it's do you really are you like really objecting objectifying these guys to player pieces on a field? Like these right. are actually humans. Like the these guys love Auburn and want to love Auburn and do everything that like you do too. Like there's just like a little bit of like Zach Calzada signed up to play at Auburn. Like that's awesome. Like he saw an opportunity at Auburn. He's from Georgia. Like he knows, he he knows the stuff around here pretty well. Like these guys come here because they want to be a part of this thing. Like, is it really up to us to just say, "Oh, well, your stats don't look good enough to to make it"? But yet here we'll go and we'll judge a guy who has only, you know, who hadn't taken a snap in college football and think they're the they're the next Heisman winner that we're just not playing. It's just there's a tad bit of hypocrisy with that of hey, I didn't like the way you played last year for this team. I'm not, I'm ignoring all circumstances. But, hey, you haven't taken a snap of football since high school, but, like, I absolutely adore you. Right. But when you come and play and then you start sucking, like, you're next. Like, exactly. That's what people did. And, yes, we're talking about Calzada, T.J. Finley, and Demetrius Davis there because, oh, man, everybody, you know, T.J. Finley is everybody's favorite player until he took a snap. And now, man, he's, he's getting it as bad as anybody. Up, uh, Calzada's stats weren't the best at AM, despite an awful situation he had there. We got to hate him now. We love to meet your though. He hadn't played, but if he played and he's, he doesn't live up to the hype that we've hyperinflated and just aren't trusting coaches, hey, baby, D Davis, you are absolutely next. Like That is an awful, toxic mindset to have. And sometimes it's okay to just admit, like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not a football coach. And, and if you think you are, go, go to the athletic department, like, get Excellent. a job up there. Like, you yep. know, if you got this much. If you got this much knowledge on the fact, get it on there. But just there there have been a lot of just with the chaos that's happened this past year, there have been a lot of people that have sort of eaten their words and flipped their takes. There's countless examples of people who were just pumping the sunshine into TJ Finley who are now just pumping the poison. Right. And it's like, are you is this the same guy from September? Like mm-hmm. Is that like, what, what are we accomplishing there? Oh, well, it's the state. Like I, I care about Auburn. I want us to be good. I'm not going to put up with this. It's like, okay. So you don't think the coaches who are getting paid millions of dollars aren't, don't got this under control. So, and, and what it snowballs to too, is these guys that do this stuff, the problem we're talking about the culture and the problem is these twittiots we'll call them. I just, I just made that up. <laughs> you start getting a following. So was these people who fundamentally And this is greater than just player criticism. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. This is another sidebar here, but these guys will get followings because they, you can be very charismatic and be stupid. That is the the two of those things go hand in hand very well. And these guys will start getting followings. You get that endorphin rush because, I mean, you can say, you can be stupid and say something people want to hear. And if it's an opinion and there's no way to really prove it, you'll gain a following. So what'll happen is these guys will get these followings and they will start festering that idiocracy and it will just start taking off and that's where the bit of like misinformation just lack of understanding is i'm no expert i I would like to think i'm a semi-expert in common sense like and i'm totally happy saying like hey i don't know it i am not going to pretend to know like just saying nobody knows is a perfectly fine answer but when people are oh who's the next quarterback going to be like we don't know that like that's okay to say like there's probable guesses but there's these guys on here who want to go in the hot takes and be like, oh, it is da da, da, da because of da da, da 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 Because it's like they're selling they're telling people the answer that other people want to hear. So therefore, they just get a massive following from it. Yep. And and then and if if it's completely wrong stuff, and then that's how this stuff continues. And that's that's how it's got to be a problem. It's really gotten bad over the last two years.
0: Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com e 2 Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com slash e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2c support whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here, because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. I want to quote this, and I think this may, if not kept in the right context, we talked a lot about that today, it can go into almost the Pollyanna-ish, you know, the sunshine pumping area. But I'm a big Auburn Creed guy. And there's one line out of this that I think a lot of people, myself included on a daily basis. if you, you know, there's a, I'm an Auburn guy, I'm an Auburn woman. You know, a lot of people want to put that label on them. You can say that all you want, but it's in the actions that you do. And that line is this. I believe in the human touch, which cultivates sympathy with my fellow men, mutual helpfulness, and happiness for all. The things that you're, I'm not talking about, you can't have a critical A constructively critical conversation about somebody who may be underperforming or things like that. That's that's what I do. I mean, this my job is to talk about these things and to think critically about them as best as I can. I'm not perfect, but I always try my best, and I hope everybody will as well. That calls himself an Auburn man or woman will remember that's a human. You're supposed to be sympathetic, not oh, let me hold your hand and caress it and kiss you to bed at night. But understanding the context of the situation, that's what sympathy is. Fellow, we are all the same. Mutual. You can break this one line out of here for this entire situation and apply it to every aspect of what we've talked about today, is that there's someone on the other side of that conversation, that, and not just them, their families, their friends. It affects them as well. And again, I know this kind of gets over into that spectrum of just sunshine pumping and all that, but it's a reality. And it's something that if we call ourselves Auburn men and women that we need to hold ourselves accountable to, and is the things that we're discussing, the way we're behaving. Is it when you put that Auburn logo in your Twitter handle, when you put that Auburn logo in your header up there, are you reflecting that? I haven't sometimes. I know that. And I hope that you'll ask you that your question that as well. Yeah. Can I put myself on blast real quick? I'm going to give myself
1: an example of where I. Where I where I I'm gonna say struggle with this, like I'm in some type of like AA meeting. But Cedric Jackson, there's that's been a guy I've been fairly critical of, especially the first half of the season. And I can't remember what PTSD and blocking out, but it was one of those games he just had an absolutely terrible game. And just with the drops and just the key plays, and I it might have been I think it was A and it might have been after the AM loss. It was one of those, and I I had some dingers ringed up, where I'm like, man, we can just like these will hit like we'll get the, we'll get the engagement we'll get the reactions off of them like and i kind of held I, I held myself back from it because i'm like one i was like you know this isn't like this isn't the way to do it like this is bad behavior and two like that's a like that's a you know that's a person out there because it, it went beyond football and it was starting to get personal and that's where i kind of had to hold myself back it's like i can't i can't just thirst trap for the engagements and attacking an auburn guy like, now, if that guy had a uniform of Alabama or Georgia, like, dude, no, <laughs> no mercy. Like, I'm, yeah, like, George Pickens, like, bring him on. If Cedric Jackson could, and if I did that stuff, at the end of the day, Cedric Jackson could care less about what I said about him on the internet. He's not going to lose a wink of sleep about right. it. But is it the right thing to do? And I may be eating my words from that because, one, I mean, he did start playing better in the second half of the season, and he's coming back next year. And who knows, he might be much better. But there were criticisms I had. Alabama and Houston, he fielded two easily fielded punts that he could have gotten on the one-inch line two yards in the end zone that cost us very easy, good field position. That was just stupid. Like, be better about that. Burt Watts, coach your guys on special teams better than that. Or Brian Harsin, get a better special special team coach. That stuff I said there, I'm angry. I'm frustrated because that's real-deal problems but that's a fair criticism of what I saw. Like, that is what happened. Yeah. I'm pissed about it. It was stupid, but I'm not going off and like commenting on his Instagram. You beep, 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 beep. Cause like, what is that Like That's beyond the spectrum. And like, so you're going to see some of that stuff. You're, you're going to, and there's plenty of trolls on there. Right. And that's not what we're saying is the issue here. It's the droves and then the whole idea of, well, other people are doing it. I want to do it too, to where it is it's the stuff that you, like I said, I mean, just go look at the Calzada comments on um, Auburn's Barstool Instagram. I mean, that's some of the easiest ways to do it. And my replies on Twitter, I'm just people going on here and just like the softness that it, yeah. And and on the message board too, it gets so, it it just gets so out of control and really what a lot of this stems from, and this is going to make a lot of people mad if they make it this far in the podcast, (laughs) but we're just going to have to say it like, when this it's really streaming from the fact that Alabama and Georgia are Auburn's two biggest rivals and what they're doing right now. And even LSU being the third and what they've been able to do too. That's, that's a tough, that's been tough for a lot of the fans to see is like, well, they're winning. We want to win too. And there's been a lot of factors from that and what they're not used to right now is for a number of years. I mean, you could even go back to Pat Dye. Yep. Auburn has, every time there's been a big oomph, of coaching change or big culture change, like there's been a flash in a pan and very instant success. And the way football is evolving right now, that is not going to be as easy as it once was. And the thing too is that when those things happened, you did not have Alabama and Georgia being absolute college football juggernauts, being your two biggest rivals right in your backyard. You didn't have NIL. You didn't have all these things going on in the college football. So, with what ended up happening with Gus Malzahn and not the you know, football, the ad adaptations and the, da, 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 like I said, this isn't going to be a breakdown of that, but that plays a lot of stuff into it. So, if you want to know about it, we'll do another episode. Right. So, insert Gus Malzahn stuff, what that's what, where that kind of put Auburn in the position is like 2010 and 2013 are not happening again. There is this, there is this no overnight flip of like, bam, we're doing it now. Hey, Maybe something happens crazy in 2022, and this whole podcast goes to freezing cold takes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I
0: Probably love that. Not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. I will but share one,
0: that freezing cold yeah, take yeah, if that I'll, happens.
1: I'll, I'll turn myself in. But what it's got to get to with this is what people have to understand is there is a long game here. Bruce Pearl did it with basketball. Bruce Pearl did not turn basketball over. He did not turn basketball in the right direction overnight and make them a national powerhouse. Right. It took years. And what the deal with Brian Harson is, is what Alan Green said is hey, the Java way of doing things with what all the money that's in college football, like Java's not going to cut it. In. We cannot Java our way to winning consistently. Now, Java's going to get you some years. Like you'll get a year out of Java once, twice, if you're real lucky, three times a decade. Just look back at history. That's not me being Nostradamus over here. I'm just looking at the stat books. But since 2006, You find me, and someone made an argument of thirteen and fourteen. I would yeah, on fourteen per se, because it really had nothing to show for it. There has not been two good years of Auburn football in a row. The ups and downs have been awful. And that's what is very frustrating is we've got to build consistency. And that is going to take time and there's going to be growing pains with that.
0: And what I talk about this a lot too is you know, you've got to build a foundation. That's strong enough to stay, sustain when you fall back upon it, and not that it's such a bigger fall. Meaning that as you go on being mm-hmm. patient, you have to that foundation gets higher. So when you do fall, it's much less of a fall. And, and that's now that's in sports, especially college football, that's how this is done. You know, Alabama has not won a national championship every year. They've fallen flat on their face just into some extent, but every time they've fallen. It was a real quick jump back up because that foundation had been worked its way up. And it pains me to say that, Auburn fans. It does. I do not, I I pride myself in not trying to say anything positive about Alabama, but I have to be realistic. I have to work within the context and can't just be emotional about it. And that's, I I don't want us to be Alabama. I'm not saying that we should try to be Alabama, Georgia, LSU, whoever. We can still be Auburn and still take the principles that are proving to be successful in, in sports right now, in collegiate sports, and expand upon them and do it our way. But do it in a way that's productive and not destructive, which is what this whole conversation has been about.
1: Well, that's exactly it. It's more just kind of gearing fan perspective of just saying, especially, it, it really geared into football here. Like things are going to take patience. And there's, with NIL and transfer, we are just in total uncharted waters. Everybody doesn't know how this stuff's going to work and play out yet and the recruiting example i've given is recruiting especially it was recruiting day everything was figured out bam everybody signed we knew how it was going to be we could figure it out from there this very slow roll and that's you know given the insiders you know stuff to report on and things like that but it's definitely given fans a ton of anxiety so i guarantee you if let's just say let's fast forward to march 31st and hey, these are all the guys we're going to have signed. We'll have two more coming in the summer, something like that. Whatever, whatever the situation may be, fans probably be feeling a lot better about some things. But when you give it to them a little bit of pieces, and like they just can't understand the grand scope of it, you have stuff like this that just freaks everybody out. And the players and the coaches like aren't necessarily privy to include everybody in on that. Mm-hmm. So then, like I said, the misinformation festers and people freak out. So is it as bad as this initial report made it seem? No, probably not. Uh, do people who have bad behavior get mad when they get called out? So therefore, they were overreactionary. Absolutely. Do we enjoy talking a little bit of smack on the internet? Yeah, that that's how I'm on the show. Like I'm a guy who enjoys like stirring these pots, talking smack. But I'm also a guy that understands like these guys are players. These guys are at Auburn. They're gonna love Auburn. Like, and we should not attack them as people. It's like you know, there's two extremes to it. And I'll say anytime I get on the mic, I'm not. I am not here to attack a kid. I'm not here to attack an amateur athlete. Now you can say what you want with NIL, but that's not, it doesn't matter what team you play for. Like, Oh, well, Georgia does it. Yeah. Do you bark at, do you bark at adults or children as a grown adult? Like, no, like we don't do that. Well, Alabama. well, do you poison trees when you don't win a football game? Like, do you want to be these other fan bases? Like, no, you don't. So don't cite what they do as a reason to do this. Like there's plenty of ways to, hold your expectations of what you want your program to be without just going full tilt on the internet. And that's all, I think that's all we're really trying to get across yep. here.
0: Yeah. And I think we've, we've said most of this already in things that we can do, you know, obviously look introspectively at yourself, think before you post. And, you know, I'll say this much, and this is, I'm speaking mainly for Kyle right now, but I hope that maybe some people can resonate with this. And, and when I say this um, there are many members of the media and message board runners and, and and people that that is their job and their livelihood. I'm not taking a shot at that whatsoever. But for me personally, I got to a place in college where I was on message boards too much and it became the driver of my happiness. And I will never forget Cyrus Quanjo and his signing. Cause he was the biggest name in Auburn's potential recruiting class this year when he announced he was going to Auburn and then whatever happened, I'm not even going to get into it. Cause it's going to make me upset again, decided that, Uh, or he decided or his parents decided that he was going to Alabama, that was the day I said, you know what? This stuff is great. There's a place for this, but it doesn't have a place in my life because I can't handle it. It was too addictive, and it was driving too much of my happiness. So if if it's reached a point in your life where the information is causing you unhappiness and thus you want to launch that unhappiness onto someone else, it's time to take a, a look back like I had to do and reevaluate not saying you can't be involved in Auburn stuff I do a podcast network I do a YouTube channel I, my in life is Auburn for the most of what I do professionally but you have to kind of take a step back and reevaluate some things if you had just I guess memes just some wrapping up thoughts about how we move forward from this and I, I, we're not offering long-term solutions here we know that we individually are not going to fix the problem but if you kind of wanted to wrap that up for us
1: Oh, no, I'm going to wrap up, but I want to bring up one point because you brought up you brought it up for me. And before we wrap I got oh, I got to wrap up. You better believe I got some I got to wrap. Up.
0: I know you got you had the floor, sir. So you take hey, it. But I got to, I have a question
1: for you. So I'm actually sending the floor back to you. Oh, OK. You being you know, we'll say you're in the media. You do coverage. You put out content there. Have you yourself, you know, you, the page, the business, all that. Have you received bullying or harassment or just like ridiculous negativity, fighting, insert whatever you want to describe it as? Online from your content.
0: Let me uh find the file that's all stored in for you real quick. (laughs) Yes, the answer is to and more than you think you would ever get.
1: Okay, so that's a great example there. And what's something that we've seen a lot of really recently is it has almost gotten cool to Mm -hmm. dunk on like I'm just gonna you know umbrella term here call them bloggers, media beat writers, whatever. We're just gonna call them media to just absolutely tear into media guys now. Like, do I enjoy roasting Pat Forty on the Internet when Joe Goodman or excuse me, when Jeff Goodman puts out a ridiculous uh, Auburn or excuse me, a, a basketball ranking, a basketball rankings poll and puts Auburn like, you know, 12 spots below Alabama. Yes. Like, is he getting on blast for that? Absolutely. Or these AL.com guys say just the stupidest takes. Yeah, like we're going to get them. And there's fun ways to do that. But for the Auburn guys, like, I've got a little bit more mercy for some of them. And there's plenty of things they've done that I just, I can't hold back. And like you your professionals. Like, there's like, this is really bad. Like, you've got to dial this one back. And I'm not going to give examples because that's not really what we're here to do. But that has gotten to be a bit divisive to where people just almost look to go after them anytime they can. And that's something that I, especially when it's like our own guys, like reporting Auburn, like, and sometimes it's kind of evolved into a bit, but there, um, that's, that's sort of one of the things that segued into this problem where it's like, okay, we're getting toxic across the board and some of it is rightfully deserved. And then sometimes it gets, it overflows into some other things and there are accounts. And it's like, okay, like you're beating that joke dead. Like that was funny six months ago. Why are you still bringing that up? And other people are still bringing it up. And it's like, okay, like, uh, like that's, that's sort of where um, that's sort of where you're talking like things that we can, as, as the segue, and you're saying how to end this, like ways to kind of like calm this thing down. Like don't, don't thirst, like being, don't be, don't go from being the class clown to just being a clown. Like don't beat something to death. Don't sell out any level of integrity or just like attacking a person, like, them as a person just to gain what you think is internet cloud etc etc like right and that's that's where we've like we've got to be a little bit better with it because yeah like there's plenty of stuff and look i'm one that jumps in on it all the time but it's that's where it's kind of gotten out of hand as far as we're saying solutions how to wrap this thing up like if it is something emotional whether it comes to a game loss or a major event or a transfer things like that and like you can tell, as you mentioned with the transfer, if it is actually, and it can trust me, been there. Like when Auburn, when Auburn, if I'm doing something social, like Auburn loses a gut wrenching game, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going home. Like I got to reset, like love Auburn. I hate, I hate that I'm like that, but it gets me there. Right. But getting on the, getting on the internet, like it's your, like it's your uh, um, burn diary is like not always the best way to handle that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it's gotten to. Sometimes it's okay to like, Hey, like I just need to put the phone down for a night because like, some people just get like way too out there with it. And the problem I think we've gotten to is like, sometimes like that gets funny where it's like, Oh my gosh, this guy's going off the wall. Like the Florida state meltdown on that Twitter space. Like it's kind of funny, <laughs> but when it gets to the point to where it's like, okay, like this is a funny one-time thing where it's like, all right, well, I, I'm going to get attention for doing this. So like, I'm going to see how extreme I can push it to just right. keep getting that engagement. Cause I get a little endorphin rush from it. That's where we've got to dial it back some and just be I like, agree. Hey, We don't need to, like, we don't need to let, like, unfiltered emotion just start becoming the norm, and especially when that is, like, fueled by, like, misinformation or giving takes that are just, like, really bad takes, but presenting them in a way as, like, this is information and reading things and playing a game of telephone on the internet, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, I think that's just what it's going to kind of help with, and I mean, uh, there's no argument to make for, like, you know, this this will make us better. Will it make it as bad as it's seeming? Probably
0: not, but is it making us better i don't i can't see a single argument to think that that would work and at that point you're just treading water if it's not doing anything productive for you so why are you even engaging in it one thing that you said it's not even related to this but just to bring a little you know i guess uh levelness down here on a very important conversation you brought up jeff goodman i, I do this every opportunity can. jeff goodman if somehow you listen to this i see what you're doing sir and I, i kind of respect it and you don't fool me sir <laughs> i know what you're doing i know who you're egging on and you haven't fooled me yet i i always get a an opportunity to, to give him a shout out in there um
1: <laughs> well i'm glad i could i'm glad i could help with that you, you know, know I guess listen
0: other- he he there you're gonna get me on a on a soapbox here i don't need to get we're gonna, on no, hey
1: we will get another episode we will get another
0: episode. That, that's fine let's save it for another episode <laughs> just know jeff goodman i see you and you don't fool me so i got you on uh yeah, not on blast <laughs> and
1: that's a great and that's a great little point too there like especially the guys on the internet who like get the clicks, like they understand that like stirring these pots does help their engagement. So like, even though you think you're trolling them, like sometimes they, they actually, they, they, they teach you up for that for a reason. I've gotten to the point where I just have fun with it now, but exactly. You know, like they, they, these guys that have these media positions, like as dumb as they may seem like they're actually kind of smart and the whole being dumb, like everything behind a mic behind the internet is all a bit. Right. And these guys play into it, too. And they play characters. And at the end of the day, they go and eat dinner with their families and they're not thinking for a second of what's being said on Twitter. Absolutely. So, you know, don't be don't be the person that's going and telling your significant other the person you're dating or your friends or whatever and getting all riled up over what's going on on Twitter. Because I guarantee you, like these big guys, like they're not it's not that it's not that serious. And the coaches who are getting paid millions
0: of dollars, well, you know, let them let that be their burden. I I couldn't agree more memes. This is like, I I feel better. I really do. And I really wasn't worrying too much about this today, but you know, this has been a good cathartic experience for me to kind of express some of the things that I was feeling about this whole situation and uh, to hear, you know, a very, what I thought personally, and you know, a well-rounded conversation from you about this whole thing. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time to hang out with us for a little while on here and just kind of talk about an important subject within the Auburn family spectrum.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it, it's something that got brought up. It, like I said, it got a little bit more attention than maybe we thought it would have. And I think it's good to just give level-headed perspective. And like I said, if anybody's thinking I have some take on this, like, please tweet it at me. I could care less. Like, it's, I'm just talking about it because we're talking about it. But uh, at the end of the day, we all love Auburn. We want to see Auburn be the best version of it can be. And if there is some stuff on there that we need to police and the few things that we can control, like. We want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward to do that. Like I said, we're not trying to, you know, okay, boomer, whatever like go-to response you got, come on, bring it on. Like (laughs) real original there, but it's just, you know, don't, if you do want to do it, that's fine. I don't care. But like, please do not like complain about us sucking. If you want to just potentially be, if you even remotely believe that like, Hey, this might affect the culture we've got going on here. Like, yeah, like that, that absolutely can. And I just, you know, the last example I'll give is like 2012 to 13. Like if, if we had this kind of vocalization from that 2012 team and I'm sure everybody would have been like, Oh, we need to, you know, cut all these players and start completely from scratch. Da, 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 da. And like, man, if they could have said it, they probably did. And I'm sure somewhere dug in the bunker that that's down there. Right. But uh, let me do cite some, some, some very true, and this is pre Twitter, but we'll call them Twitty. It's 2004. Uh, very famous case i won't cite who was there because they are known in the Auburn community but uh, the guy that booed jason campbell and demanded they play brandon cox if you're out there listening would love to talk to you mm. uh, there's a very famous rivals thread of the post a day game of the guys like eh, i don't think cam newton's it we need to get barrett trotter in there and there's countless of other examples of that so these guys that have said just moronic idiotic things like this like in hindsight that's how stupid some of the stuff can look and before you actually see what's happening like no one can actually say like hey guy maybe barrett trotter's not better than cam newton to, before before the 2010 season starts that guy's got just as much of a platform to give that take as anybody so just don't get too uh you know don't get burned by your words it's all it's all for fun uh and just you know, calm down. Don't take it all too seriously. It's just the internet. So it's it's sports
0: too. It's just, it's supposed to be fun.
1: Let them (laughs) have fun.
0: The the athletes and the coaches and let's have some fun back with them. That's all it is about. And they're people
1: too. Like don't, don't ever make it personal. They're all, they're all people, you know, there's a person behind that helmet
0: absolutely so before we leave today though i'd love for you to give an opportunity for those that haven't found you on social media whatever else you want to plug here if you're living under a rock you haven't been taking part in the post-game memes uh for basketball i don't know what you're doing with your life but uh where can they find you what's the best way to keep in touch with you auburn Memes?
1: well yeah if you can't figure out it is auburn memes on twitter that's that's where we live if you don't follow me already, you're missing out on some great stuff. I mean, there's a few, I've been finding folks recently that have blocked me. And all I got to say to you people, if you are listening to this, like you must be really fun at parties. because <laughs> I, I couldn't, I like what, what, and just answer me this, like unblock me, just DM me or tweet at me. What did I do to you? Okay. That's my first thing. And then two, uh, yes. Mean blasting. Uh, and, and we, we love basketball, but we love all of Auburn too. That's across all sports. So for my, uh, my players and my other sports, um, when you guys get those Ws, we're coming. We just got a UNC gymnastics last night. Uh, Auburn got the they got the W up there, and yeah, you know what? We got their Twitter. We got the gymnastics Twitter page in North Carolina because you lost to Auburn, you're not safe. If you don't want to get meme blasted, win. So, well and uh, we do have a Discord. There've been a lot of people have been reaching out who enjoy the meme thing, and as of right now, it's all in good fun. And we've been having a good time with it, and um, we have a Discord that's uh, Auburn the Auburn Memes Discord. I tweeted out some and we're not talking ball in there i've been people locked on discord for that if you want to chat on go check out zach Blackerby and the guy see what they're doing our discord is solely a workshop so if you want to get some tips on how to make these things hey are they funny or people send tons of extras if you don't know how to make them don't have time to make them but still want to blast some there are hundreds of just hey if you want to use this meme hey i got a i got a guy um, you know headlocking an alligator tweeted at florida there's plenty of freebies in there and if you got questions on how to make them we got apps and information in there you can tweet me or dm me i'll send you the link to that discord and like i said we it's it's the fun thing if you haven't followed auburn invented memes so yeah sorry for everybody who didn't invent memes that was us and (laughs) we have a good time with it so uh check us out on twitter i I do post on on three some uh there's a lot of stuff going on there i get kind of buried in those message boards but uh i if you say something stupid and on three i might be behind you to poke you at that so if you want to find me try to try to make a very stupid post on the message board and i'll uh, get to you there so we also have an instagram too, all our memes I'll, I'll post some dingers on there i haven't been as on top of that but i'm trying to get the top 10 best memes from basketball replies and film on there so uh we are on there and um i i'm way too old for tiktok i don't
0: know how that would even, i don't know how you can oh, don't them. even get me started
1: yeah, so sorry for my young people out there. Um, Miss the, uh, too much gray hair for that. But that's where I'm at. That's where I am. That's where I'm at. Thank you for having me on the show today. It, it was a great time.
0: Absolutely, it was. And I got to tell you, in the eight plus years that I've been doing this podcasting thing, never in my wildest dreams that I think I would have a meme workshop being plugged at the end of this. But I don't hate it. I love it actually. So. Wait, well,
1: hey, I'm gonna tell you this: if you can uh, if you can blast two SEC teams in a row with a thousand in an hour. Uh, LSU, we had, we had 500 replies in less than five minutes. So it's part of – that's what I said. That is the newest Auburn tradition. It's part of our culture now. Right. So it's, it's not a thing we do. Like, it is – to me, it is as much
0: Auburn as rolling tumors and tiger Wall. The tradition continues and continues to grow from toilet paper to memes. Who knows where we'll be in another decade or so. Again, memes, thank you for joining us. Check him out on all those things he suggested. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode on the E2C Network. And we'll catch you very soon. War Eagle. Hey, War Eagle. Thanks for having me.